What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I'm your host, Alex Benelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino tonight. Uh, working the triple shift over uh, over at the Oasis, I think. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's balling doubles. Oh, shit. How we doing, my man? Hey, man. We're good to fucking get some first draft talk of the, of the season. So, we're all, of course, we're fired up. up. I'm pumped up. Um, you know, it was a slow week. It was a, it was a rest weekend. I said pumpkin patch weekend for sure. No jets last week. Um, really tough to, to not have the jets on because watching fantasy is the worst thing ever. It was on, it was brutal. I was the definition of obese this weekend. I just ate <laughs> and laid in my bed and just, wa- I literally just watched for fantasy purposes. And I guess some of the college games too, but yeah, it was brutal. It was just, it's not the same without the jets, you know? When the Jets are on Sundays, I like to wake up early, you know, get a nice pump in and fucking sweat it out, just get the nerves out. But this week, it was just like, oh, word, like, get to watch my fucking fantasy team try to fucking survive. Right. Hey, you had a good week, so can't be too unhappy. Uh, let's let's get through. Uh, let's talk about some bets first before we get to these games. Um, we were up and down, at least for myself. I'm going to start us. Okay, speak for yourself, bro. Um, I did start out the week uh, on a nice hit with the under in that Thursday night game. A um, little worried that the entire betting public was on that, um, but ended up hitting that for my only win of the week. I had to ride with my boy Gino again for first completion. Uh, Gino comes through for me. Tom Brady does not shocker. Um, so lost a unit there. And then, uh, my money line parlay, Kansas city does its job. Looks really looked good against Jacksonville. And then Dallas just letting green Bay hang around that whole fucking game. They needed to put their foot down that throat. Um, and they couldn't do it and they couldn't hold off Aaron Rodgers, and they, uh, they lost. Um, so a tough three unit loss there, Ray. Nice week for you last week though. Yeah, no, I needed to get back on track in a big way, and I did it. Um, Miami money line against Cleveland, they had me worried a little bit, but they, they, they pulled away, uh, obviously, towards the end of the game. So I was three units to win 1.57. And what's even better is Dean bet Cleveland with plus the points. So it was just a double win for me because Dean lost, so that was sweet to see. Um, and then I went with the uh, the seven-point teaser. and this one, First tease one. of the year. Dude, for, uh, second, I think. I think I hit my last one in NFL, too. I still All haven't right. hit still haven't hit a college one yet, but nice. we'll get there. Um, Seattle plus nine and a half at Temp- uh, the Tampa Bay game in Germany. They backdoored that. That was fucking sweet to see. Um, Jacksonville KC over 43 and a half. That one had me sweating a little bit. But I think uh, I want to say it hit, it hit 44. It was yeah. 44. Yeah, that was fucking dope. And then um, last... Got a bet on Jeff Saturday. Uh, Indy plus 11 and a half. They won outright. I fucking knew that was going to hit. Vegas stinks. So that was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Vegas does stink. Dude, they're so bad. That so was, the Derek Harp, the postgame stuff? Yeah, he almost cried. Oh, bad. Yeah. Looks really bad. People were like, yeah, he was a con. I mean, I didn't see, like, the entire press conference. I just saw, like, little clips here and there. But he was talking shit about the, the coaching staff. And, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, he was definitely talking shit about McVay, uh, McDaniel's, and uh, uh, and I then saw, pe- I saw, I saw people like- were like, "No, nah, he's talking shit about like his teammates." 
And I didn't see that. I just saw him like almost crying, and he was like, "It sucks when like you put in so much effort, and this is the result." That's really all I saw. It was like him crying for like a minute and a half. Upset, like, he was talking know. about like how coaches don't appreciate what the players do to get their bot and what like the players are taking. Oh, I- he said coaches. I didn't think he said coaches. I thought he said coaches. Well, we'll figure it. Out. He's gone anyway, but we'll talk Maybe, more about yeah, that he's later. Gone in- yeah. Damn. But um, start. and then finishing off the co- uh, the betting recap just because we can't we can't miss on this. Dean went a fat over, uh, Browns plus three and a half as I mentioned, and then the Bucks over twenty three point five team total. I'm pretty sure we called it Thursday when he announced these bets that this was gonna they were both gonna miss brutally, and right. they did. We actually did. Um, I can't say much because I lost too, but yeah. whatever. We could still talk shit about Dean. Still wish um, talk shit about Dean. Preach. Uh, let's quickly go over these games because we got draft stuff to talk. And to be honest, I don't give a fuck about any of these teams. Um, Seattle, Tampa Bay, a game in Germany. This was such a weird game. Um, the Bucks able to pull it out in the end somehow. Uh, what did you see from this one? And the Bucks just quietly in first place in the NFC South now. That division is horrid. Um <laughs> There's a few. I mean, I thought the the uh, young Seattle Seahawks were gonna like. I think they were gonna. I thought they were gonna benefit more from the Germany game. I thought they'd be come out a little, uh, little like more hyped up than like the veteran Tampa Bay Bucks. But it was pretty much the opposite. Tampa Bay got out to that big. Got out to like a fourteen nothing lead at half and kind of just like coasted the rest of the way. Uh, I guess a couple of things. Rashad White looks like he took over that backfield. Twenty two carries. Yeah, I think Lenny's a little banged up. They were saying, but he also might just be like fat. Yeah, so uh, they're spending it. I think it's a little bit of both, but yeah. uh, Rashad White looked like he had some juice. He uh, ran the ball really well, and then also that that interception that Leonard Fournette threw that was maybe one of the worst plays I've ever seen. What in my are you life. doing? I mean, even when Tom Brady was twenty eight years old, I still don't want to call that play with him running in the open field. That's forty four. Looks like he's on fucking heroin. Like the way <laughs> with the, the way his bone structures right now. Um, what are you doing? I wish that I I wish they just got punished for that too. I wish that was a big turning point for Seattle. But I feel like the play design was like they were anticipating like the defense was just going to completely overflow and like just leave them. But once he's not there, dude, just just run run it or (laughs) throw it out of bounds. Yeah, I mean, come on. Especially because he he barely even reached like where he was supposed to throw it. It was just brutal, brutal play. Right. But yeah, those um, were my takeaways from that game. Yeah, my my biggest takeaway, um, I still I still feel okay about Seattle. Um, it's a tough run defense, and that's how they like to get going. Um, hopefully, you don't have to see Tampa Bay, or I mean, honestly, a lot of these NFC teams. Now I'm thinking about it: the Eagles, the 49ers, and Tampa Bay, all very very stout against the run. So maybe it is some cause for concern. Um, but I still think Gino has played well and I, I still trust him with this team. Um, my big takeaways for, for Tampa Bay were the offensive line looked a little better. Um, no sacks allowed. Uh, they were able to establish the run. Like you said, white got going a little bit. They need that running game to get going because Brady's been throwing the ball 50 times a game can have that. Um, and also felt like this was a big game for Chris Godwin. Got his first touchdown of the year. Got started to get a little momentum and a little more, a uh, little more chemistry with Brady. They obviously didn't have the offseason. The first few games banged up. Um, but I had been the one who had 
been kind of steering clear and a little bit of panic for Tampa Bay. Um, even though they didn't look great, I felt like I felt better about them after the game. Honestly, retweet everything you just said. I think uh, their offensive line holding up was big too. And I think I did mention in the preview episode that uh, that run defense for Tampa Bay was going to give Seattle a little bit of – that was my one cause for concern. And I think that is – like I think you, like you said, it's valid that for them to be a little worried about that going forward because they have those bookend tackles, but it looked like up the middle they really couldn't get much going at all. Right. All right, let's get to the second game and what a wild game this was, possibly game of the year. Um, the Minnesota Vikings at Buffalo, a 33-30 to victory for the Vikings in overtime. Honestly, may have been the craziest – game I've seen in, in a little while. Obviously, we saw some insane Pat Mahomes playoff comebacks. Um, but in the regular season, this might be one of the craziest ones I've seen in a while. Ray, what a performance from Jefferson. The catch at the end of the game to to seal that for them. I mean, it was a big statement game for the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, that that game was on crystal meth. Um <laughs> That, that that's really the best way to uh, explain it. The fact that Kirk Cousins got denied at the goal line and then the next play that fucking missed snap was absolutely brutal. Um, so I saw people saying that they sh- he should have taken a safety, which is legitimately the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Then I heard people saying that they think he should have let uh, let Josh Allen go in the shotgun and try to make a play, which I also think is kind of stupid. Like the guy's six four. Like two forty, like yeah. If he takes you're telling snap, me he can't get a yard. I've How many ne- times have we seen him get a yard? I have never in my life seen a like someone getting like going for a QB sneak out of the end zone and like a safety hat resulting. It's not possible. The only thing that could happen is if you fuck the snap up, which he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in overtime, that bad pick. Josh has been. I mean, this is his thing. He's a gunslinger. You know, he's uh, prone to having some turnovers. But I mean, those turnovers are coming off over like uh, coming at really consequential times. I think really even more for the uh, the Bills is that they really can't establish a running game outside of Josh at all, which they need. They're gonna need. They need to run the ball to win. They can't. Yeah. Keep, they, you can't be one dimensional like this. And then also they're just super banged up on the back end. Uh, Trey White. Hopefully he'll come back soon. I think they really need him. I think that was evident. And then Poyer too. Like they just they really need to just get healthy on the back end to make a playoff run. Yeah, I mean they played so much. Especially early in the game, they played a ton of just one-on-one coverage against Jefferson, and he was cooking. I mean, the first play of the game, it was uh, one of the first plays of the game, cooked him. Um, they really need Trey White back. Um, sets up their whole defense. But for uh, for Minnesota, and for, especially for Kirk Cousins, I mean, he didn't play great. Um, but made the big throws when he had to um, felt like Hawkinson, especially at the end of the game w- was big for them. Um, I just, I don't know. They're eight and one, but I, I still don't feel great about the Vikings for some reason. I don't know if it's just, just bias I have of Kirk cousins um, and what he can do. I don't know. You, you talk me into Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, the only way I can talk you into they have a really balanced offensive attack, uh, a couple of weapons, a couple, three nice weapons in Thielen, Jefferson, and uh, Hawk. Obviously, a sick running game with um, Dalvin Cook and Madison, and their defense is always stout. Darius Smith's playing the best football of his career, so I think no one really wants to see this team in the uh, playoffs. I mean, maybe because maybe they do because Kirk, you know, in prime time, he's kind of uh, 
he's got that notorious uh, reputation to him. But right. still, I mean, they're just a really well-rounded team. They're a good football team. Yeah. I don't know. Um, for Buffalo, crazy that they're now third in the AFC East. Um, and it didn't look like his elbow was injured, but maybe he's injured. I don't know. He's going to play through with it the rest of this year. And yeah, I mean, he, he it won't be, be an excuse. There may be something going wrong with him, but I don't think it's like, I don't think it's an excuse for like his play right now. I really don't. Right. Um, and you said it too. They are very so one dimensional. It's it's digs or nothing, honestly. Gabe Davis is not that good. That's why I think I didn't need to get Odell to be honest with you. And um, they also another thing. I mean, just another cause for concern. I feel like their defensive line kind of gets beat up towards the end of games, and they get run on a lot. Like that run defense has not been solid at all. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the same time, they're still the Bills. They're still a legit contender, obviously. It's just the dog days of the season. They got to fix some shit up. Right. Yeah. I mean, everybody expects it to for them to be there at the end um, playing the Chiefs, but still got a lot of weeks to go. We'll uh, we'll see how they hold up. Let's get to the last game. Um, Sunday night, Chargers, 49ers, the 49ers with a 22-16 to victory. Ray, what would you see from this one? I mean, we – we say it every week, though. The Chargers are just banged up, and they need to get healthy so bad. I mean, they're crazy banged up. Herbert looked – Herbert kind of – he still looked really good in this game. Uh, he made a lot of nice plays, but there's only so much you can do when DeAndre Carter and Joshua Palmer are the guys you're throwing to. Right. Uh, they're Without both their top receivers. Has fucking Keenan Allen even played this season? Like, maybe a game? First week and that was it. It's fucking crazy. They really need to get him back. Um I mean, I really think that's just the moral of the story. They're super banged up right now. And on the uh, 49ers side, for some reason, dude, like um, Kittle and uh, Debo just are not getting involved as as much as you would think at all. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, Debo had six targets, uh, was second on the team, him and McCaffrey, and, and Ayuk had seven. Um, I mean – I feel like a lot of it because it's game planning. Um, they throw more guys at Debo, and Ayuk's been good this year, especially when, when he gets one-on-one coverage. It's hard to stop him. He's really good, especially when he's got the ball in his hands. Um, but they're a run-dominant team. I mean, we saw Elijah Mitchell comes back, and he, is eight, he leads the team in carries over Christian McCaffrey, the guy they just sent a whole bunch of draft picks to get. Um this is going to be a really, really scary tandem, honestly, especially once McCaffrey gets even more integrated into the offense. Um, they just got so many fucking playmakers. It's crazy. They really do. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're a scary team. You, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, can, I feel like, can only, still only take you so far, but that defense in that running game, uh, Shanahan's shown he can do fucking wonders with that shit. Right. Yeah, I don't really know what else to say about this Chargers team. I mean, they it's like I feel like every week I'm like, yeah, they'll be fine. They just got to get healthy. But like you're going to start running out of weeks if your guys aren't healthy. Like you got to stack some wins together, especially cuz the AFC East is a fucking juggernaut right now. And four teams might be in the playoffs from the AFC East. That's crazy. <laughs> It's true, though. I mean, I, th- I just think... You can We're just, in right now. They really, I think health is really just like the name. I know we've said it multiple times, but health is just the name of the game for the Chargers. They get back healthy, 
Uh, I don't know if they can make a far run in the playoffs this year, just because they do have a lot of guys out for the year, but um, they're still a dangerous team. Right. All right. That'll wrap it for the recaps. Um, Let's get into the main event. What we were really looking forward to when we started this pod. Let's talk some draft stuff. We're going to go through um, some areas of need, maybe some player talk about the top six, only because Philly has one of these picks um, and they're looking dominant right now. But we want to talk about some shit teams too and how we want to rebuild their organization. Philly's just uh, just got riches on riches right now. It's unbelievable. Um, But we will start at the top right now, the projected number one overall pick. Going to the Houston Texans, um, they are 1-7-1 and one right now. They are not good. They need a quarterback. They had a really nice draft class last year. A lot of guys contributing on that team, um, and a lot of guys that will be around for a while. Um, but, Ray, it seems like quarterback is obviously going to be the pick, especially if they have the number one pick. Yeah, I mean, this this team is brutal. I think – not saying they're not good is one of the biggest understatements I've ever heard. <laughs> that Giants game, I, mean, I was talking to Thaz about it. He's like, I, he's like, I was there live. He's like, that team is so fucking bad. Like they just, they were in the red. They even moved the ball in Giants, but they just red zone like turnovers, just bad penalties. They're just a terrible team. Uh, Davis Mills, I don't think is it. I think you're right. If this ends up at number one, it has to be. They have to go quarterback. Um, they have that Cleveland pick, which gives them some flexibility, but flexibility is only good if you don't have the number one pick. You have your choice of the quarterback. You got to go with one of them. Uh, as of right now, I think obviously the top two are Stroud and Bryce Young. But I said, I don't know why, ironically, I I feel like Levis is kind of the best fit here. Uh, I don't, I just feel like this is a, a team that wants to run the ball down your throat, like under center play action and like get, get the quarterback on the move. I don't know. I feel like Levis, I just see Levis fitting perfectly, but better with this team. Obviously, I don't think he they would take him over them either of those two, but I just think uh, with these roster the, the way this roster is constructed right now, it kind of worries me putting Stroud or Bryce Young back there. Stroud, I have concerns with his like uh, ability to make plays under duress, and uh, Bryce Young just his fucking size uh, in general is concerning me. I don't want him to take a lot of hits. Levis has taken so many hits in college this year. Uh, I feel like he, he's kind of comes from a similar scheme. Like, they want to run the ball, play action. Uh, I don't know. It's just me rambling. What do you think? Um, I Unless Will Levis, like, sets the world on fire in some stupid-ass workout in shorts, which is so ridiculous if that's what it's going to come down to. Let me clarify myself. I don't think Levis is going to be the pick here. Okay. I'm just saying, like, I don't know why. Just like when I'm just thinking fits, and this was just me going. I started at one at Houston. I'm like, who's the best fit? I just I think Levis is kind of the best fit. I don't know. I think the, if they like if they had this pick right now, they'd probably go Bryce Young though. Right. Um, I'm agree. I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, I think it's going to be Bryce Young. Honestly, at the end of the day, um, I could also see CJ. I I could see them being the one too. It really just depends on who's picking um, and what you want for your team. Uh, but, Ray, for you, if you're thinking Will Levis there, would you – because you, you got the – you can't, you can't get cute. You can't get cute. You can't get cute. At, you have the ninth pick as well. You can't take Will Anderson at one, and then hopefully Levis is there at nine. 
<laughs> I mean, that'd be sick, but I just don't think you can get cute. And th- that being said, I was going to bring that up about this team too. They really need to invest in some trench play uh, on the defensive side of the ball in particular. Uh, I mean, they built this defense, what they're trying to do, like the Patriot way from the back back front, which is kind of, uh, I feel like, uh, the opposite of what you see a lot nowadays. Uh, they they got Petri, uh, Petrie, Stingley last year, Christian Harris. They need to get a, a young premier person on the defensive line. I could see Jalen Carter fitting well here too, or if maybe, God forbid, not God forbid, but uh, if that Cleveland pick like kind of rises and Jalen Carter kind of falls, I think that'd be a really good player for them to target too. Yeah, I see Jalen Carter's top ten guy. But I mean, I think that Cleveland picks top ten right now. No, it's at nine right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they're they're in a good spot. They got a lot of picks, and I think the players that they drafted, especially last year, are very good pieces. And all those guys are those those guys are all Dude, playing. They're all playing pretty well. Christian Harris has been looking really good. I've Dude, been watching Pete, the last couple of games. Petrie's looked really good, and obviously everybody knows about Damian Pierce. I don't really know what's going on with uh, with Kenny Green, um, but he was another he's top fifteen pick for them. Um, so you gotta like the and and Stingley ha, has had his ups and downs, um, but I feel okay about him in in the long run. The Stingley, um, the Stingley pick still confuses me just because they play so much zone and like Stingley in college you can like he likes to like one on one man people. He doesn't really he travels like, with he travels with everybody too. I know he's just like I feel like they just play so much zone where they're not really if you take a cornerback and like as a third pick I feel like you want to kind of base your D around him. Right. I feel like that would lead to them playing more man, but. I don't know. I also don't think um, who's there is Lovey Smith their coach, right? Yeah, I don't think he's going to be there long term. I think it's I more like so, a yeah. uh, transitionary thing. So right. maybe they get a, they bring in another coach like in a year or two, and they kind of use Thingley the way he should be used. Right. All right. Let's move on to the second team, um, the Las Vegas Raiders. This team is an absolute mess right now. They gave so much money to Devonte Adams, um, and they look like shit. Wouldn't be surprised. We were saying if Derek Carr is gone next year, um, you were saying you looked up his his contract next year. What what has he got? Yeah, you know. So Derek Carr is is gone. If uh, according to Spot Track, whatever it's called, if it's right, uh, he only has five million dead cap, so they can clear twenty seven million in cap oh, if he's easy. gone. I don't even think if they end up in a, a top two, top three pick, I don't even think it's a question. Um, I really love the way this team is set up for a young quarterback too. You got Devontae Adams. You got uh, Darren Waller. I'm assuming uh, with the year Jacobs is having, he's going to get either tagged or brought back in some way. Um, it's a really nice spot for a, a young quarterback to go into. They can still use some offensive line help, obviously. And also, you can never count out the, with how bad they've drafted recently. They need they need talent everywhere, so a trade-out would always be a possibility, too, if they want to stick with their car for some twisted reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think the only reason why you would stick with Derek Carr is you just gave Devontae Adams a whole bunch of money and he doesn't want to play with a fucking rookie quarterback. Um, What's he going to do? So, I mean, right. What is he going to do? He, I mean, he could hold out, but I don't see him doing anything like that. Um, but yeah, you said it. I feel like it, it almost has to be quarterback. Um but if not, I do love a trade out there, especially if you're a, a two, because there are a lot, a lot, a lot of quarterback needy teams. Um, even teams that are like in the playoff pictures, teams that need quarterbacks. Um, I, I think even if they, even if they end up in like the 
Like so say they so say somehow they string together some wins towards the end of this year, they end up in like that six to seven range. I think a trade out it makes too much sense. Right. What are their but, what do their picks look like? I'm looking at it right now. Um that being okay. said, what what quarterback do you think fits best for them? I have my own opinion. Who, what, who do you think fits best for uh, this Josh McDaniel scheme? I mean, for that go? system, I have one part. I this was one for me clear in mind. I mean, I would think it's probably Stroud, but uh, I, th- I think it's Bryce Young. Yeah, I think they just he just came from we got from Mac Jones with that Alabama scheme. I think he they kind of have the, they have the same traits. Except I think Bryce Young is just loads better. He's already mentally there. You can tell he's the smartest player on the field at all times. Super accurate, great touch. I think it just I think it's a no brainer personally. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I could see Stroud in that system, just more like structured. Um, I feel like that's where Stroud is is really good um, when it's like timing routes. Um, and things need to be on schedule. I feel like that's where Stroud is really, really good. I can see uh, that. But I just don't know. What, I think feel like the Raiders' offensive line—they've kind of struggled like mightily this year. That's and I true. just feel like for Stroud in particular, it's probably not the best spot for him to go if he's going to have pressure in his face at all times. Right. But he does have. A, they do have a ton of weapons, so you never know. Yeah, some other areas you said it. Offensive line. This offensive line is pathetic. Um, could use some corners. I mean, honestly, this team is really bad. <laughs> this team needs help everywhere. Um, but if you're picking it too, it's got to be a quarterback, and you have to move on from Derek Carr. Um, let's get to the third team. We got Carolina, um, another team in the quarterback market. I mean, they're shipping off assets like they like they needed some. Um, they have a first, two twos. A third from San Francisco, two fours. Um, they need players. Uh, if if they're in a spot where they're at three, and they don't get the two quarterbacks, do you think they still look quarterback, or do you think they would trade out and keep gathering assets? Uh, it really, I feel like it all depends on the coach uh, they bring in, and I guess also whether they keep their GM. I know that's kind of still in question. But I think for me, what would make sense just with this team, they do need they need so much. I feel like I feel like a trade out would make a lot of sense. They just took Corral uh, as a third. You know how they love bringing in veteran quarterbacks, so maybe they look for like a Derek Carr to try to get him on like a uh, like a transitionary deal too. Because this team does have talent. Like their defense is the defense is solid. They have a, a lot of young pieces on there. And I mean DJ Moore is a. I think personally, I love him. I think he's a great wide receiver. One. And uh, Iki Aquano, that offensive line's been playing pretty good. And like you said, they have they have they already have picks. They have picks in the uh, like day two and whatnot. But you can always add more capital. I don't know. I think I feel like at the third, if they have the third pick, and you're saying both quarterbacks are gone, fuck, that's a tough decision. I think it. Uh, I think fuck. You just take Will Anderson because he's the best player available, and then yeah. you pair him with Brian Burns. That's a really good front. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, yeah, fuck. I was gonna say like, but why wouldn't you just trade Burns at that point? But I guess like those picks that they got offered were like twenty five and twenty six first round right. picks, right? Yeah, it's kind of fucking stupid. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's definitely an argument to be made, but at the same time, this quarterback position has been what's holding this team back for so long. I feel like the owner may even step in and be like, "Yo, just like get me a fucking quarterback. <laughs> you have to do something." 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, I mean, these are all quarterback needy teams at the top. Uh, I I also, this is just me too. I also think, I I think Will Levis, I don't see him getting out of the top 10. I feel like the draft process is made for someone like him. So I think he will rise. So I think it's very reasonable to think that uh, Will Levis goes here too. Like if, if he's the third quarterback, theoretically. But as I was saying uh, earlier, when I said I was like thinking who the best fits were, like going down the line, I kind of think Stroud fits with this team perfectly too. I mean, I know they have like they're going to have a new yeah. system and everything, but uh, Sean Payton's been li- uh, linked here a lot. I feel like Sh- uh, Stroud and a Sean Payton uh, offense would be fucking something fun to watch. Yeah, I'd like that. All right, let's move on to a team that is not quarterback needy. Um, it's the Philadelphia Eagles with the New Orleans Saints pick. I mean, what a brutal move. We condemned them a little bit last week, but we really did condemn them in the offseason when they made this move prior to the draft, and we said it had to be for a quarterback. And they thought they were in a win-now position, and they are so clearly not in a win-now position, and they need a quarterback. This is a brutal, brutal move for New Orleans, who is also dead last in the league in cap space next year. I know we said cap space doesn't matter, but when you're $63 million above the cap, that is not good. I feel like the Saints are one of the teams, though, that always manipulate the fuck out of the cap. Like, I feel like they will find a way to get underneath. They always do. But you said it, it's going to be tough for them to bring in a, in a veteran quarterback outside the organization like when they're in that much uh, shambles. So I mean, it's Jameis, it's Jameis next year. Yeah, it's got to be, which is fucking brutal, but uh, I digress. Let's talk more about the Eagles here, though. I kind of yeah. want to talk about the Eagles. What, if Eagles at four. Dude, this is such a luxury pick. It's ridiculous. Um, me, per- They have their own pick, too, obviously, right? They have their own pick, and they have a, their two and three, too. I, I fall in love with the idea of B. John Robinson in this offense. <laughs> um, I would let, theorize, I just... For shits and giggles, I would love for them to trade out to like 10 and take Bijan. That being said, it's not the way this organization runs. I feel like they would be more, they're, they'll be more than happy to use their first or even their second round pick on a running back as deep class. I think Gibbs also plays here. I think Gibbs in this offense would be really fun too. Um, that being said, this pick, I would think, I think the Philadelphia Eagles organization would do some disgusting things for Will Anderson to fall in their lap here. Uh, and even if Will, let's say it will, they're in such not, a good spot, dude. They're in such a good spot. They they'll be able to get an. They'll I would put my money on it that this pick would be a defensive lineman of some sort. Whether it's will, the exact same thing. Whether it's Will Anderson, uh, Miles Murphy off the edge, or pairing uh, Jalen Carter, Carter back up with fucking uh, with Jordan name? Davis. With Jordan Davis, thank you. Bro. Or even if you want to go, Brissie, I thought the exact same thing. What a sick pairing. Jordan Davis and Brissie. I mean, Jalen Carter, obviously a souped-up version, but Brissie, with that technique and a little wiggle next to Jordan Davis. Crazy. It would be such a great uh, compliment to each other. Like They're both freak athletes just in their own way. Brissie would be the penetrator. Jordan Davis is the guy who just eats up the blocks. I think – uh, Howie is probably fucking licking his chops for this pick, dude. He's probably he probably walks around thinking he's the biggest dick in the land for making this. Probably trade. does, um, but it's it's such a sick Eagles thing too. To like you'll be end up you'll end up like moving on from Fletch and Hargrave, and like they they always had those two good like interior guys, like a sick fucking like move for them. 
Um, they did the same thing with the offensive line when they drafted Landon Dickerson and yeah. uh, and Jurgens. Um, they're yeah. awesome. And dude, even if they took, uh, I could also see them going receiver too. But uh, I don't, I don't see. It. I will. I think you said you mentioned Cox and Hargrave are free agents, but Quinn and Graham are also gone too. Like I, there, this, I would put my life on it. This pick would be a defensive lineman. Right. What a great spot for the Eagles. Um, <laughs> it's fucking crazy too. Because they, what did they? They got a a twenty twenty four two, right? Also, they got something crazy. They, they, the deal was insane that they got for that trade. So fucking stupid. They uh, reloaded so fast, like they were kind of in no, and then they just had so they just got so many firsts and just fucking now they they look like world beaters. Yeah. I mean, it's all on Jalen. The improvement that he's made, um, it's good for them because I don't think I don't think they they that was such a it was an insurance policy what they had yeah and then and, and it turned out they didn't need it so they fucking got they got to just go fucking spend it all at the fucking mall or something that's fucking awesome all right let's move on to the fifth pick uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are in the five spot right now um, obviously year two of Trevor Lawrence so not in the need for a quarterback. Um, but could be in the need for maybe maybe a, a Skrnowski, I think would be a really good spot here because um, they, they tagged uh, Cam Robinson. They could let him go. Um, I think they could also use some edge help too. Um, so those guys that we just mentioned too could all be in play here. Who do you think uh, you like here? Uh, Cam Robinson didn't sign a long-term extension. Was that, was that a long-term extension? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. But I personally, when I first was like thinking about this, I thought this was like trade back city. This is one of the, uh, this was one of the first spots where I think it would be, if it fell this way, this is a guaranteed trade out because I think their biggest need personally is in the back end of that defense. I think they spent a ton of money all over the place, but they don't really have, I feel like they really need a, like a number one cornerback. This defense has not been playing well at all. Their offense looks pretty good to be honest with you. Um, don't forget they brought in Calvin Ridley too. So they have Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk, who's been playing pretty well. Um, I think I think personally they need to address the back end of that defense. Yeah, Cam Robinson did sign a three-year deal. I thought so. I thought and he they, maybe it was that was last year that he got tagged. I think he did. I think I tagged both years, and then he signed an extension. But mm-hmm. um, and then they also have who else? Who's the uh, Florida Jawan Taylor on the right side too? And I think they have another. Um, they dra- have another relatively high draft pick at tackle as well. So I think they're kind of set on uh tackle to be honest with you. They got Sheriff on the uh at guard. So I don't really see this being a tackle pick, but even though you could never go wrong drafting big big tackles, I think Doug Peterson has a kind of reputation for that too. So it's you can never really rule it out. But I feel like the trade out here would make a lot of sense and try to target like a Joey Porter Jr. I'd like that. A big long corner can play zone, can play man, physical. I yeah. am the uh the order of the two positions that are, are really, really interesting to me haven't done enough of a deep dive yet um, into all these guys' tapes, but the two positions of where the players go that I'm most interested in are the corners and the wide receivers. Um, I think especially I think for the corners and for the wide receivers, if you ask five people who's gonna be who's gonna go first, you could get five different answers um, for both positions. Um, but those two, I'm very, very interested, especially the wide receivers, because it's not a great class. Um, so I'm curious to see where all these guys land. 
I guess another position I'm just thinking now, just like looking at this roster, they could also use a defensive tackle on the defensive line too. Like a Jalen Carter, if he's the best player on their board, I would not be, and he falls to them. I, I could so see them saying, fuck, we don't need to trade back. Let's get a difference maker to, to uh, pair on that front with uh, Walker. Right. All right, let's move to the last team we're looking at. Uh, the Bears are at six right now. Um, looking a little better. Fields has been, I mean, people want to anoint Fields that he's like amazing already. Um, but he has looked better. He's really gotten his running game going. This offensive line is not good at all. Um, they have their own first. They have Baltimore second, and then they gave away their second for Chase Claypool. Insane. Um, they have a third, two fours, two fives. Um, who do you like here? This is another team that has a lot of holes, especially in the trenches on offense and on defense. Yeah, I mean, this pick needs to be um, an offensive tackle. If, assuming no offensive tackles off the board yet either, I think this is a, it would almost be a fireable offense for them not to take a tackle here. <laughs> they did they did nothing last offseason to support Fields. He's finally showing flashes despite the lack of talent around him, mainly with his legs, but he's done some stuff with his arms too. It's time to give him some time. Like, you have to go get a franchise tackle. Um, the three names, obviously... Uh, I feel like at the top of the tackle mar- uh, the board right now, and I'll uh, note this for saying I haven't do- dove into the tape yet either, but uh, Fashanu, Paris Johnson from Ohio State, and Skaronsky from Northwestern. So it's all Big Ten guys. No big deal. We're, we're, yeah. you know, we're, I've seen just... uh, I've seen Broderick Jones, too, from Georgia, like yeah. thrown out there. I have. Uh, as, a, as another first-round guy. But, yeah, I think – I think right now it's pretty solidified. Not solidified. Nothing's ever solidified. But I think Skranowski is probably going to be the the one. Um, but yeah, the all, one like, thing I say about that is what happens during the draft process always is traits rise people up. I'm even. I mean, got the short the, arms. Yeah, saying? the the. Th- I mean, it it. No, you could think about what you want. You can make fun of it all you want. Uh, it always affects draft stock. Happened with Slater a little bit. It, it's always a talk of the fucking league. So, I mean, Skronsky, they say he's probably the most technical and probably has the cleanest tape right now. Fashanu has the, probably the best traits, but the least of experience. And I think Paris Johnson uh, is kind of the best of both worlds. So that's why I would I would say Paris Johnson right now. But again, this is so long to the draft. But the, I think the key here is that they, this needs to be an offensive lineman. Yeah. Um, really tough move moving that two for chase claypool i mean you hope it it gets better apparently the the packers also offered a two for him too which is absolutely great i know they're they're also wide receiver needy but um chase claypool for a fucking two like what are, they, what are you teams looking at can be desperate I, i'll i'll take a, a couple foul and you you can throw me out there all right <laughs> i don't know if you're worth a two though I'm definitely not worth a two, but uh, I, you know, I'll I'll tell you what I'd probably have more than two targets uh, on the game. Seven Eleven, baby, I'm always open. <laughs> little head fake, little. <laughs> I'm fucking gone. Um, I'm pumped up for for draft stuff. Uh, just that that was just like a little a little taste too. I was like, that's not good for for addicts like us. Yeah, no, not not good at all. I feel like we're gonna start diving in deep as the. Uh... Once it, honestly, once college football ends, there's going to be so much more draft content here. That's a fucking promise. Right. 
All right, so that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed part one, their NFL recap, a little bit of draft talk. Stay with us. We're going to have more and more draft talk um, as the college football season comes to a close. Um, as always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our new Twitter at Two Tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022-2023 season. Ray, appreciate you. One love. 40 minutes, 10 seconds.